number three of the John and Leah show. This is the program where each and every week we take a look at the news of the last seven days and the events of our often bizarre lives and where we provide you with a three-hour oasis of honesty and rationality in the desert of insanity and deceit, which is American media, cultural, and political landscape. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. So much to get to in the aftermath of the big Presidential debate number two between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, which both Leah Brandon and myself have declared that Donald Trump is the quote unquote winner of, although the first two scientific polls out disagree with us. The CNN poll, uh, which made Hillary the big winner of the first debate, makes her the winner of the second debate by a slightly smaller margin, although the last time the CNN poll just after the debate had a much larger percentage of Democrats than Republicans. I don't have the sample on that yet. I just saw a tweet of the results. There is a YouGov poll that is much closer that has Hillary winning, I think, 47-42. The key here is that just as I have said, that the percentage of those saying that Trump won so far is in the mid-30s and the low-40s which is exactly my theory on this whole election and on this debate. He titillated his base. He held it all together. He stopped the bleeding within the base of Republican support, but he did not expand it. And he's now running out of time very, very quickly. Uh, We'll keep an eye on any more information on that. I still believe uh, that Trump is going to be perceived as having one in many, many more corners than he was after the first debate. In the last hour, Leah, up against the clock, we kind of got cut off there because we were referencing this WikiLeak issue with these emails that indicated, and and by the way, you know, her vice presidential nominee has claimed that maybe the emails aren't real, but given no proof at all that they were altered. Uh, which to me, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like a delay tactic. Hey, let, let's let's delay this and hope it goes away. Right. If we can say, hey, this might not be real, because if it was not real, I think we would see the real email and say, see, this is what actually was said. But, you know, and I, when I saw the email, I immediately thought of you, Leah, because you have been very passionate that Hillary Clinton is open borders, despite what she might say in public, privately, you believe that that's what she is, which may very well be true. And this email absolutely backs up. It sa- she says, it's my dream that we would live in a global trade community with open borders. I think that's almost a direct quote. Right. If, if, it's pretty darn close. And It's not just the open borders. It's the refugees. That's the huge Hillary okay, problem with I, me. All right. I mean, just one thing at a time, Lee. I'm, I'm dealing with the email, okay? So, and that was a 2013... Okay. And that was a 2013 email. And what I find bizarre, and frankly, this is malpractice on Hillary's part, that she did not reference this, and maybe they're just afraid that they would make Trump not into the big, bad immigration boogie monster anymore, 
But in 2013, not that long ago, same year as the Hillary email, Trump wrote a an absolutely fascinating, in retrospect, column, although I don't think he wrote it, but it was in his name, for CNN.com. And in this column, in 2013, he writes, quote, We will have to leave borders behind and go for global unity when it comes to financial stability. That's Donald Trump in 2013. Look it up yourself. Now, so I just wanted to make sure people understood I wasn't just talking out of my backside on this. I never do that. But that's, that's quite stunning that nobody in the Republican primary ever brought that up. Because I believe that Trump, you know, as he's often said, I, I think Trump is whatever he needs to be at that particular moment. I'm very capable of changing to anything I want to change to. I don't think he has any beliefs at all, period, whether on immigration or anything. And this is further proof of that from 2013. So let's go back to this, this uh, Abraham Lincoln answer, which I missed. And so I'm confused as to what right. happened. But she, she so, claims it came out of context. Okay. That the email that, came out of context and that she was somehow referencing the, she was the talking, Abraham Lincoln movie of Steven Spielberg's? Yes, yes because okay. Abraham Lincoln made it clear in this movie that he had to say whatever he needed to say in front of Congress to get oh. the 13th Amendment passed. Okay, so basically the ends justify the means argument. Right, okay. right, okay. exactly. All right, so, so, so she references Abraham Lincoln and then here's Trump with one of the lines of the night responding to her. She lied. Now she's blaming the lie on the late, great Abraham Lincoln. That's one that I haven't. Honest Abe never lied. That's the good thing. That's the big difference between Abraham Lincoln and you. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, I'm now having a difficult time figuring out, was that Alec Baldwin or was that Donald Trump? But That That was was awesome. That was good. Absolutely. That was good. And I'm. That was unexpected. No, well, especially since it wasn't scripted. I mean, it's not something that, that you could have rehearsed. Uh, so, you know, Trump was absolutely on his game mentally tonight. I mean, he he was a wounded bear uh, who had uh, definitely, you know, slept the night before and, and was ready to go and had nothing to lose. Uh, no question about that. Now, uh, you know, I do not believe that this fundamentally changes anything about the race, except for the fact that he's not going to be replaced in all likelihood, unless there are other shoes to drop which there still could be. There are rumors that there are other things out there. I frankly find it hard to believe that there is because what could be worse than on camera? Oh, even, um, oh gosh, Geraldo Rivera said on Fox News that he has some. You know, and that that's really, frankly, um, I I think that is really strange for Geraldo to say that because basically what Geraldo is saying to the world is, I am so in the tank for my friend yeah. who put me on The Apprentice that I have put in, him out there. I yeah. have information that could impact the presidential election, and I'm going to sit on it, or I might sit <laughs> on. It. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, it just felt <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, thanks, Geraldo. That's great. You know what else is in that Al Capone's vault that you uh, you know opened so infamously many many years ago? You Where know, are the Goldman Sachs people leaking? Why is there never a leak on the left? Do you notice that? What are you talking ever? about? We just talked about the WikiLeaks leak. I mean, no, there's no. never been we more. have to count on Julian Assange. Okay, but 
It's still being reported. It's still, yeah, be, it's still of out there. All the people who have been at all the speeches of Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton mm-hmm. and have been in the background, there's never even one leak. I don't. I it's disagree with only that. Only the Republicans. Forty-seven percent Mitt Romney. Wait, hold on, there was there was there was the leak, um, and I don't remember who did it, but it there was there was the leak of the speech about uh, Hillary talking about Bernie Sanders supporters living in their basement. Yes, I, I, but so, that was so. Okay. Well, anyway, there's certainly you can't argue that there haven't been leaks this year against Hillary Clinton. I mean, every email. Frankly, you know what? I'm. I guess one of the reasons why. Uh, I'm perceived as soft on the Hillary emails is that I am stunned that with all the emails that have come out that we have seen from not just her, but every person close to her, we have yet to see anything close to like a smoking gun. And I'm thinking if everybody saw every single email I ever sent, I would be eliminated from presidential contention immediately. And look, if someone played something, a conversation that I may have had 11 years ago, mm-hmm. I could be in jail. Okay. Well, you could argue <laughs> you could argue that Donald Trump belongs in jail for confessing to sexual assault. He didn't and, sexually assault anybody. Uh, oh, really? That, oh, really? Right. Oh, really? So you think yeah, he was he lying? Yeah, he did not so sexually you, assault so you, anybody. So you think he was lying when he said, I, I grabbed think their, their his pee. ego You think is he was lying? So you think he was lying? I think he's he was ego. lying. That's good to know. Okay, stop it. That's good to stop know. Stop it. I'm just good. It's good God, to know. God, you're that so annoying. How I... does your wife live with you? Okay. Let me finish. Go ahead, Leah. I think his ego mm. is so big, and he's on this set, mm-hmm. and he's going to be doing this thing, and he's talking with Billy Bush, mm-hmm. and so he has to let Billy Bush know how powerful he is. I agree, but there's. Uh... There's, so it's good to know that he's not nearly as horrible as we think he is because he's just a pathological liar. That's good to know. But I also I also believe that he's actually done it because there are women who are making claims like that, including a woman who's been suing him for sexual assault slash rape uh, and has tried to do so for a very long time, which is still currently ongoing, which, frankly, the news media has not given a lot of uh, coverage to, although that might change now that uh, Trump has, has made this obviously a very – Fair game issue. All right, when we come back, more from the second debate, including the issue of Trump's taxes and more Mm -hmm. analysis of where we are in this race on The John and Leah Show. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com as we continue our instant analysis of debate number two between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, a debate which perhaps for the first time in presidential history not only had one candidate threatened to put the other in jail, that was Trump against Clinton, but also did not include a handshake. Which uh, is obviously... Is stunning to the American media. Well, I think it's significant, and I think it's sad. I, I really... Think it's pa- I think it's pathetic and petty and, and political. Well, it is. It's all of that. But this whole election has been, you know, one of the worst 
news experiences of my life, and I've had a lot of them. I mean, OJ, impeachment, uh, obviously there's been, you know, 9-11 is off, you know, off the charts on its own. Uh, but this, for an extended period of time, uh, this has been about the worst. Uh, oh, my gosh. And- I report this news, counting on Sunday now, six days a week, eight hours a day. I feel like I have PTSD. Well, uh, you know, I, I feel that way at the, and probably you do too, at the end of every John and Lee show. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> it's uh, going to be a better after the election. Uh, I hope so. All right. Well, look, a little bit more information about the CNN poll that has Hillary winning. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I was correct in my assessment or assumption that it would be democratically skewed. That is uh, shocking to me. Well, it's not done on purpose. It's for whatever reason, and, and I don't know what the explanation for this is, but it's a, it's a poll of debate watchers. And for some reason, CNN is picking up more Democrats who are watching than Republicans. But that doesn't— Clinton News Network. It's No, but Leah, it's not just watching CNN. It's watching the, the debate, period. Okay, but do you remember, Leah, you and I were texting— uh, on the way to the to the studios, our, you're in Alabama, I'm in, in Southern California, and you know you were excited about this whole uh, Trump uh, maybe sending Hillary to jail thing. And do you remember what percentage I told you of the American people would be excited along with you about the sending Hillary to jail? Do you remember what number I used there? 34%. Okay. The CNN results of the debate are that uh, Clinton won 57 to you guessed it, 34%. Again, that uh, skews Democratic. Interestingly, that's really high for Democrats, too. What do you mean? 34%? I mean, come on. No, it, Leah, Normally, it would be five. <laughs> Leah, the, Leah, it doesn't skew 100% to Democrats. It's There's just a larger percentage of Democrats in the sample than are in what is expected to be the voting population ah. for this election. Okay, but ah. but on the good news side for Trump fans, they asked the question, did Trump do better or worse than you expected? Now, of course, the, the word expected here is, is rather the loaded. The bar was low, though. <laughs> right, I mean, right. Come because, on. Because, frankly, I wasn't sure if Trump would even show up or finish. So Right. Uh, I was hoping for Mike Pence. Right. But so, so it didn't happen. So I would 100% say, yes, Trump absolutely did better than I expected. A, I thought he started off a little slow, but for the rest of the debate, I thought he did exceedingly well. But unfortunately for him, I think he's already a political eunuch in the minds of over 50 percent of the voting population. So therefore, he's not in contention. That starting out slow, that was because he was trying to appear to be humble and it didn't. And it didn't work. I agree with that. No, I, he, he clearly was like, I'm going to mumble. He was a different person. I'm going to talk very low. I'm going to sniffle. I, <laughs> and I'm going to talk very, very low. I was um, like, what so is that? I was in the car okay. listening. I didn't see the beginning. Right. I was like, who is that guy? All right. Anyway, to answer the question, 63% of those who watched the debate, including, you know, the Democrats where this poll skewed in their direction, 63% said better, 21% said worse, 15% said the same. So that's an actually, in a weird way, that is really depressing for Trump because in this sample where he got his clock cleaned, 
they did. They everyone thought he did better than expected. <laughs> so, so that to me Makes shows no that no, no. What that shows is this is it's over because he can't win. Even it when he does better than expected, time, he can't I win. Think. All right, more from the debate on when we come back. John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Among other things at freespeechbroadcasting.com, you can check out an update to our official John and Leah show presidential percentages as to how likely it is that Hillary and or Trump will be the next president. And also among the Mediate columns this week is a rather special one because it's not actually a column. I believe the, the first item in the article section is an article about a video that I made in response to the whole Billy Bush uh, video, Donald Trump controversy, where I took, if you're familiar with YouTube or the Internet, it's become almost cliche now that whenever a big event occurs, somebody <laughs> does a Hitler reacts to it video. <laughs> and so late on Friday night, very late, uh, in fact, because of technical problems, it took me till two o'clock in the morning. Always, always when doing a project like that. Yeah, t- I, I was so frustrating. I so almost gave up, but I'm glad I didn't uh, because it's been seen by like 40,000 people or at least 40,000 views at this point, I think. Last time I checked something close to that. Go to uh, freespeechbroadcasting.com. Click on the, the first link there and you can watch or just you can just search it on YouTube. Hitler reacts to the Trump Billy Bush video. And it's only about three and a half minutes long. And basically, it's the story of Adolf Hitler, who had told his advisors, we shouldn't go with Trump because he's not going to win, being told about the Billy Bush tape, realizing <laughs> that Trump was going to lose, and then going ballistic at uh, all of the uh, the frauds and morons who had convinced him to uh, sign off on Donald Trump's nomination. And it's, I think, Leah, would you agree it's pretty funny? It's yeah, it's really good. It's really well done. I mean, uh, my favorite part is where Hitler says it's okay. It's okay. We've still got Congress, and his people in their little uniforms—they look so uncomfortable. It is hilarious. The timing is really good. That was a heck of a project. All right. Well, thank you. I'm glad we. I'm glad you can endure something. Oh, yeah, it was my. good. Uh, so check that out at freespeechbroadcasting.com or on YouTube. All right. Now back to the debate and. If I had told you, Leah Brandon, last week when the big story was the New York Times blockbuster about Donald Trump's taxes and supposedly him not paying federal income taxes for maybe as much as 18 years, if I had told you that the first half of the the debate plus would not have a word about Donald Trump's taxes. I, I, I think you probably would have taken that bet, right? I mean, that, it was every, oh, yeah, for sure. Every, this time last week, everyone was presuming this would be the big moment. Oh, my gosh. Trump in the first debate basically admitted that he doesn't pay taxes. And then the New York Times proves that there's an explanation for why he doesn't pay taxes. And frankly, you know, I know that the media is incredibly biased against Trump. I swear to you, Leah, I think the New York Times and you know the rest of the news media takes their orders effectively from the New York Times. 
I think the New York Times, whether it was on purpose or by accident or, or incompetence or whatever it is, picked the very best narrative for Donald Trump that they could have possibly picked out of that tax documentation that they got sent from 1995 because what the fact that they they put out there it could have allowed him yes in other words what they did was they felt that the headline here was aha we have figured out that he could have legitimately not paid taxes for 18 years now we don't know that that's quite of course not because that's the narrative but that's the narrative which by the way is the best possible narrative Trump could have asked for. Because, How is that? Because, out of uh, listen to me, Lee, what I'm saying is not that he wanted that narrative. I'm saying of the possible narratives from that, that discovery, that's the best one for him because it presumes he did nothing illegal. And it, it allows him to attack the tax code instead of answering how it is that he's such a freaking failure that he doesn't have to pay taxes for 18 years, not to mention he's not contributing to the federal government, not to mention you're presuming he hasn't done anything untoward or illegal. You're giving him all sorts of benefits of the doubt, and you're missing the headline. The headline. Forget forget about what may or may not be the case. Until and unless he releases his taxes, everything is speculation. But here's what we do know about 1995. Not only did he take a $916 million loss in one year, he only had... $3 million in business income that year. This is the smoking gun that his entire narrative is a fraud. He is a fraud. He is not a business wizard. He is not super rich. It is it, 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 everything about Donald Trump is a lie. And that's the narrative that's far more dangerous to him. But that hasn't been the narrative because, because the New York Times, for some reason... I think feels like this. This is where liberals always blow it. Okay, you know I've always said liberals will always overplay their hand. Always, uh, they do it every time. Always, always, always. They also, they they are. It's it's tough for them to attack properly or effectively because they're also liberal. They see the world through a liberal prism. They think that it's outrageous that a rich man wouldn't be paying a lot of money in federal income taxes, even though it's perfectly legal. That's not a killer to Trump. In fact, to some of his fans, it's, you know, in, his, in Rudy Giuliani's words, it's brilliant. It's, it's not brilliant because we, we're presuming things we don't know. But the reality is that's not, to me, what the most important information is or the most dangerous to him. Now, this did come up tonight, although it came up in a rather benign way. I think Hillary blew it. I think they let him off the hook. And here was Trump on a follow-up question. Anderson Cooper tried to nail him down. Have you, again, he's a liberal. Anderson Cooper is a liberal. So he's still on this narrative of have you paid taxes? Not why haven't you released your taxes? That's Like see Anderson Cooper's taxes. Well, he's not running for president. Okay. I mean, <laughs> right, but, can we but remember the that, liberals please? always hate the rich, even when they are the well, rich. <laughs> I, yeah, I, there's no question Anderson Cooper is very rich. Uh, but anyway, so here, here was... The after the attempt to nail him down, have you paid taxes, which again is not the worst 
part of this whole situation for Trump at all. I think it's the hiding of his taxes and the fact that he's not rich and he's a fraud. But here was Trump's response on the issue of have you actually paid federal income taxes? Of course I do. And so do all of her donors or most of her donors. I know many of her donors. Her donors took massive tax write-offs. So have you A lot of my write-off was depreciation and other things that Hillary as a senator allowed. And she'll always allow it because the people that give her all this money, they want it. That's why. See, I understand the tax code better than anybody that's ever run for president. <laughs> Which is a lie. And you know how I know it's a lie? The guy who did his 1995 taxes said Trump didn't know anything. That it was all on him. That that Trump had no idea what was going on, which, by the way, I've got no problem with. That's why you pay a rich person, pay somebody else to do their damn tax. I'm, I'm poor and I pay someone else to do my taxes. I do, so, too. So I have I, no idea what's going on with my right, 501c3. <laughs> right. So, so the reality is I, I have no problem with that, but that's classic Trump. The, the reality is Trump doesn't have a clue. So whenever he doesn't have a clue, he, he, he believes in the big lie theory. You know, you, you say something outrageous, Enough times people are going to believe it. So now he's the world's foremost expert on the tax code. Look, here's the deal with Trump's finances. And I, I had another conversation this week with my father, who I've, I've discussed about this before. My father was actually a fairly integral person in Donald Trump's entire— I'm not going to overblow this, but he, he played a small but important role in, in Donald Trump's rise and, and, the, and his lack of death, okay, because— uh, my father was one of two people who met with Trump regarding the loan for his famous yacht, the, the Trump Princess, and uh, the Mar-a-Lago purchase was also involved with that. And then Trump didn't pay back the loans. And so the bank that my father, the financial institution my father was working at, was one of several who got together in the early 90s when Trump was on the verge of complete failure. And they all made a decision. There was a meeting. And they made a decision, does Trump live or does Trump die? And they didn't know what they were going to do. And they allowed Trump to live for one reason. Trump was done. He was finished. He was bankrupt in the early 90s. And they let him live because they determined that him living made him more valuable because his name had value as a brand because he wasn't because yeah. he wasn't perceived yet as being a failure because he was able to maintain appearances now there was a problem they because they said okay we're going to let you live so that you might be able to pay us back some of the money we we loaned you that you're not paying us back currently at all and Trump said, okay, but I have to be able to maintain my lifestyle because otherwise the jig's going to be up because if people see me as a poor person, my brand won't be worth anything. So they decided to give him $450,000 a month, $450,000 a month, five or $6 million a year, free. Just give it to him so he could have- I need that deal. So he could appear to be rich, okay? So that in the appearance of being rich, his brand would survive and that eventually those banks would get some of the money back. Here's the bottom line. The reason why Trump is 
supposedly rich today. And I don't know how rich he is. He's obviously rich. He probably made a bunch of money from The Apprentice. Well, you don't get super rich from a TV show like that. But here's, here's, here's what happened. This is a guy who obviously got a huge loan from his dad to start off, got bailed out, out of his, by his dad after he blew everything, got bailed out by the banks after he blew everything, never paid back the full loans, got millions of dollars in free money to maintain the appearance of his lifestyle because of the massive losses he took because of his incompetence, doesn't pay any taxes. He doesn't pay any money to charity. He creates a foundation that he does not pay into so that other people, because of his celebrity, will give him charity money, which he can then use to pretend to be charitable. So the fact that he can he has the illusion of being super rich is not that surprising. It's based on smoke and mirrors. It's based on celebrity. It's based on not having to pay taxes, not being charitable, not having to pay contractors, and not having to pay off loans. If you were someone who could get away with all that, you'd be pretty stinking rich too. Okay? And that maybe is at the heart of why Donald Trump infuriates me. There's two reasons. He's a bad person, and he's a fraud. He has done nothing as a human being, or as a business person, or as a public figure to deserve being president of the United States. And he is uniquely unqualified for that position, and he is going to lose and okay, because then why are you so worried? I'm not worried. I'm mad. I mean, I'm mad. You I'm, beat this dead horse it's not every a dead, uh, Sunday that he's a fraud, 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 fraud. I'm, we know, and we know no, he's going to lose. I don't understand why you're still so passionate about it when because you know he's, he's going, going to lose. Because I'm angry that he's going to give us Hillary Clinton and possibly a Democratic Senate and maybe even a Democratic House. I am pissed off about that and will be for the rest of my life because he had no business being the nominee. A lot of other people would have beaten her. Marco Rubio is a perfectly good conservative who would have crushed Hillary Clinton. And That's because, who I voted and, for. And because a bunch of morons decided that they were going to have a temper tantrum, we are stuck with a horrible human being who is not qualified and we, we have no idea yet how bad the losses are going to be. I love the poorly educated. All right, so one more segment left to go on this edition of the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. The final segment of this edition of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com, where tomorrow morning you can check out the podcast for this particular edition of the program, as well as all the previous John and Leah shows. And Leah, in our last few moments here, you asked me in the last segment, why am I beating this dead horse about Trump being a fraud? I yeah. find I, I find that odd since we're still a month from the end of the election. And, you know, one of the things that angers me is not just that barring some sort of miracle, Hillary Clinton will be elected president and choose the successor for Antonin Scalia because 
we nominated Donald Trump. But now every single Senate candidate in a contested election and every congressional candidate in a contested election is going to have to answer for the Billy Bush tape. They are going to be put on the spot and they are going to be made to make a Faustian decision as to whether or not they piss off a segment of the female population or they piss off Trump supporters. And that is an impossible position for a congressional or a Senate candidate to be in. And it's all because of a guy who is a liberal con man fraud who is not a Republican, he's not a conservative, and he's not qualified to be president. And if that doesn't piss you off, I'm sorry. It pisses right, me but, off. But, you know, look, you sit here and slam him for mm. hours every week. Uh-huh. You right. uh, you say you think Hillary's a better person. Right. How in the world is that going to help any Republican Senate candidate? It doesn't have any impact on it. And by the way, well, hold on a second. You seem to think, you seem to have, a, and maybe a lot of people have this misperception. You seem to think that the purpose of this show is to influence an election. I have no influence over any election. Rush Limbaugh has no influence over any general election. Sean Hannity doesn't. Glenn Beck doesn't. Nobody, nobody has an influence over a presidential election, especially as a conservative talk show host. I am a play-by-play announcer. I'm describing the game. I'm telling you what's going to happen and what has happened. I hate both of these candidates. So the, the I think there's a, a fundamental misunderstanding about what the heck I do. I get this on Facebook all the right. time. Like, because if, you're 99% slamming Trump for everything. Well, it's, not, it's not 99%, but whatever percentage you want to put on it. The reality is our side thinks wrongly that Trump is a Republican or a conservative or he's qualified. You already know everything you need to know about Hillary. There's nothing I can tell you that you don't already know about Hillary. Right. And, and, and by the way... But Zig, um, only 35% of Republicans voted for this guy. Okay? Actually, it was... 35%. It was 46%, but I'm not sure what your point is. Okay, so what, what does that mean? It's not like... You know, you need to be mad at all the Republicans. What? A lot of people tried. I voted for another person. I'm not mad at every There's Republican. There's nothing we can do, but we know. Do you not understand that when you slam him over and over and over uh, and over just for people who didn't vote for him, it's like, all right, I tried. There's nothing I can do. It makes you feel helpless. Right, but there's another element to this. You know, uh, you know how many movies there have been about the Holocaust? There's been dozens and dozens of major movies and television shows about the Holocaust. And the reason they always say is so that it'll never happen again. Okay? And I want to make sure that Donald Trump never happens again. In well, my it lifetime, won't, because when he Hillary Clinton wins, Holocaust. we will never win again. Uh, it's over. That's so, that is so ridiculous. Oh uh, my! If God. we, you know what, you might be right because of Trump. But if it wasn't for Trump, if we had a clue, if we knew what we were doing, if we knew what we were doing as Republicans, as conservatives, we should be thrilled, thrilled 
that Hillary Clinton is going to be president instead of Donald Trump, because if Donald Trump was president, we would never hold Congress or the presidency in our lifetimes because it would be a disaster. But with Hillary, as unpopular as she is, and with the Democrats having held the presidency for 12 straight years and not doing crap with it, and with the advantages we have in 2018 in the Senate map, we would crush her in 2018 and 2020 if we nominated a halfway decent candidate. This is not... The the country is changing away from us, but not fast enough to save a horribly failed Hillary Clinton presidency, which she would, because by the way, the economy is not going to get better in the next four years. Whoever's president next is going to be seen as a failure, and Americans already hate Hillary, so we should rejoice, okay? We blew it this time, but let's let's make sure we don't blow it next time, which is where I'm on this, Leah. So, you know... I guess it's a difference between playing checkers and chess. I ch- I play chess. Leah, though, it's always good to get through a show and still be friends with you. <laughs> I do appreciate I want the election to be over. Me too. <laughs> but we'll be back next week. Until then, so long, everybody. Freespeechbroadcasting.com is the website. <laughs>